0: Welcome to episode 159 of Sweat Out, Happiness In.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we believe that fitness should be for anybody, everybody, and everybody. Let's get into the show.
0: What's up, Achievers? Episode 159.
1: We are... Um, our son is celebrating Losar today, which is the Tibetan New Year. His daycare is um, run by... Uh, Tibetan woman, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they're celebrating the New Year today. So it's super adorable. I think it's, I believe it's tomorrow. Happy yeah. Lozar to anybody who celebrates <laughs> it. Um,
0: but yeah, um, they always um, put out a bunch of food and they, I think, well, I mean, first of all, they, they do like meditation every day too, yeah. right? So it's, it's, so it's just cute. super cute and just super um, awesome for Kendrick to Be immersed in just different cultures, right? So it's pretty, pretty great,
1: pretty awesome. So happy Lozar! I hope I'm (laughs) saying it right. I I did a Google like, um, what do you call it? Like pronunciation pronunciation check. Like I (laughs) had, I listened to it in a bunch of different languages, and I still don't feel confident (laughs) that I'm saying it right. I'm trying, so feel free to correct me, and I will make sure that I'm on it.
0: All right, a little bit of a delayed podcast this week, but we are back on it. Yes. Um, Today, we are discussing how to go about setting up a week's worth of workouts, right? Um, We had one of these questions um, proposed to us when we first put out a little poll on Instagram, and um, someone asked just how to navigate combining things like strength training and running and yoga. And basically, if you have a bunch of, Mm Endeavors or pursuits that you are looking to train and just making sure that all of it sort of uh, line up in the most efficient manner. I yeah, guess, I right? feel like
1: it's really common to see like programs that are like, you should be doing this five days a week or here's a like seven day a week program and it doesn't leave you any room for... Other
0: else. activities, yeah. yeah. And
1: most of us have other activities in our life that we enjoy doing, whether it's like taking your dog for a walk or as as rigorous as like training for a marathon. Like other people always have other goals and other activities that they enjoy. And so we want to talk about depending on What you do, how many days a week you have to train, all of that, like how how can you try to set up your workouts that make sense for you? Um, And so we'll just kind of give a lot of different examples of how to set up a week of workouts based on availability, interests and all that.
0: Yeah. And I think the other side of the equation is of that example you just gave is that there isn't room for working out less than that amount, right? It's like work out five days a week. Of course you're going to do that. Of course you're going to do two a days and sort of we want to just give you options for working out one time a week all the way up to, Seven days a week, basically. Yeah. To, so we can just meet you where you're at, depending on um, where you're at in terms of uh, availability. Yes. Um, so we're going to go over some of our general recommendations, but it is important to note that uh, we can't give individualized recommendations via a podcast. So just make sure that you take what we say with a grain of salt and always modify, modify it for how you see fit, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, now, as far as workouts go, I think the simplest way to kind of break things apart is to categorize all of your exercises into two different buckets one is higher strain or higher effort and the other is lower strain or lower effort and so higher strain days might be strength training sessions it might be um, higher intensity like hit type of workouts or circuit training or met cons stuff like that right lower strain workouts might be lower intensity type of work like mobility or yoga or Or it could be as simple as walking or running or hiking or any sort of endurance activity, biking, um, all these sorts of things that might be hobbies of yours, but you're not necessarily sure where to put it in the grand scheme of things. So it helps to think about in those two buckets, higher strain and lower strain. Now, as far as how many days to kind of dedicate between the two, it's obviously going to depend on per- from person to person. But we typically don't like to recommend more than four days per week of higher strain activity for most adults, right, um, as kind of a general rule of thumb. As soon as we start to get into the 5, 6, even 7 days of week of higher strain activity, recovery becomes a major issue, and when that happens, that can lead to, you know, at best plateaus, but at worst it can lead to injuries and burnout and just things that we don't want to have happen. So we always want to find this balance between higher strain and lower strain.
1: Yeah, and I mean even you say adults, but like I remember growing up as a gymnast like we were kids and you have a lot more recovery capability. And even still, we would do five days in a row of intense workouts and Mm. we'd be toast and our bodies were kind of falling apart. And like, I think actually gymnastics um, programming has gotten a lot smarter in recent years from what I've been seeing but yeah I mean it was just like go 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 as hard as you can every single day conditioning every day and yeah your body doesn't matter how fit you are or how old you are anything like your body is just not meant for that much strain that consistently and eventually it will you'll either like Jason was saying like you'll burn out mentally emotionally physically in some way um, you're going to start to not feel like that's a sustainable route to go anymore. Yeah
0: that's a good point I mean you were what 16 years Old and you had such bad hip bursitis that you had to stop, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's very early on in your <laughs> life where your your recovery is so quick and your body's so quick to adapt. But yeah, again, high strain workout after high strain workout, that, that's gonna take a take a toll no matter what age you are. So right. good, good little side point there. Now, I guess um, the first thing that we want to address is just figuring out how many days realistically that you have per week that you can dedicate towards working out, right? And that could be one day, it could be five, six, seven days. Um, There is no right answer here, it's only case dependent on your specific situation at the moment right yeah and
1: i think saying at the moment is important because it doesn't mean that just because right now like it might you might feel like well i only have i really only have like one or two days right now but i feel Mm. i feel like i should have more like other times in my life i've been able to work out five days a week like try not to compare yourself to where you've been in the past or where you hope to be like try to really be in the moment with and with creating a realistic rep uh realistic goal for yourself basically of how many days you can work out because it's so easy to fall into the like guilt and shame around if like, you don't I should do this yeah exactly if you feel like your answer is i should be able to work out x y or z numbers a week but you know realistically you consistently are getting one to two start there Yeah, totally. (laughs) And then you can always build. It can always change. It's not a permanent answer. This is fluid. But try to to make sure that when you're picking for right now in your life, you're making a reasonable choice for yourself.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that kind of helps people is when we talk about athletes, like let's say professional athletes who get – paid to basically train their bodies to perform well in their sport. They have professional, they have personal chefs, they have personal trainers, they have time, they can sleep, and they have all the tech and massage therapists, like everything around them. And even these athletes have long off seasons, right? Where they give their bodies time to rest, recover, cross-train and then just regroup so that they are in the best shape when they are back in season. So, you know, I think it helps to program in off-seasons for yourself. Like, if you know that, let's say, you are a teacher or you're an accountant or, you know, other occupations that have high periods of Volume of work in a concentrated period of time, like just have that be a time where you take a step back a little bit in terms of your overall workout load, and then when you know that you are more available, like let's say summer vacations or something like that, or right after tax season, uh, that's when you can start to ramp things back up. So it's always, like Lawrence said, a fluid or, and organic process. Definitely. Um, okay, so, you know, for our purposes, we believe that if you have one two or threes, three days a week to work out, we recommend total body strength training sessions um, pretty much across the board. Um, we think that strength training is going to be the most efficient and effective use of your time because it's taking care of so many different big rocks, right? And it's also going to be the most sustainable approach in our opinion.
1: Definitely. And when we talk about strength training, like I realize that it can be a little bit of a broad term, like mm. We're talking about sort of total body. Well, you said, I guess you said total body, but total body (laughs) workouts that incorporate um, mostly compound movements. So, mostly movements that are utilizing all your joints and all your muscles, like throughout the workout, as opposed to, um, you know, a 20 to 40 minute workout of bicep curls, tricep extensions, calf raises, things where you're just working like body parts and things like that. If you have one, two, or three days a week, those types of workouts. I'm not saying that those exercises are bad in any, in any way, but they're just not going to have as big of an impact overall, like Jason was saying, on your on your general health and strength when you only have one, two, three, or three days a week to work out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you have up to three days a week to work out, we definitely recommend strength training, total body, compound movements as the sort of foundation of your pyramid, Yeah. I guess. And just
1: to give some, like, Oh my god, my words today are really hard for me. I keep some examples. I keep, yeah, examples. Like it's not a hard word for me to come up with. Um, to give some examples of compound movements: uh, squats, deadlifts, lunges, rows, pull-ups, push-ups. Um, just to give a few, so you have an understanding of what the differences. We're kind of about. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. All right, so that takes care of up to three days a week to work out. Let's say you have four days a week to work out. Um, again, we recommend up to four days of higher strain. Uh, for some folks, this might you might want to have a lower strain type of day in here. Um, but if you feel like you can add in another fourth day of higher strain activity, we'd recommend that to actually be a strength workout or a hit training day. Like if you really like hit training, this could be your fourth day, right? Mm-hmm. I think what how we kind of came how we pulled this all together was that a lot of people just like to do hit workouts week in and week out, right? And it's like if you have 5 days a week to work out, you should do only hit. But the thing with hit is that like the name implies, it's very high intensity and it demands a ton of recovery and because it's so high impact, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're jumping around and doing uh, burpees and squat jumps and all these plyometrics back to back to back for 20, 30, 40 minutes really aggressively, like that takes a toll on your body. Strength training, we still view as a higher strand activity, but it is more sustainable because it's just less impact in that regard.
1: Right. Yeah. I think I think we actually did an interview recently about uh, oh, yeah. high impact versus high intensity and low impact versus low intensity. I think it was for Live Strong. Um, and we were talking about how people view low impact exercises as less effective, but actually our number one recommendation of total body strength training is very low impact in terms of there's no jumping. There's no, like it's pretty easy on your joints because you're mostly focusing on strengthening your muscles and you're mostly stationary or kind of keeping your feet close to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so it's not very high impact, which makes it so much more sustainable. So it, don't confuse low
0: impact with low results
1: or yeah, low impact with low intensity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, and the other way it's more sustainable is that with hit style training, the only way you can really improve or progress is to try to go quicker or faster or harder Harder, during the workout. Right. So it's like, Oh, I did my 20 minute hit workout last week. Uh, the only thing that you can do is do more like, Oh, I guess I'll do 25 minutes today or I guess I'll try even harder. But at a certain point, that just becomes unreasonable, right? You're not going to do, what, an hour and a half high-intensity workout. But with strength training, you can just add – even if you add one rep or if you add two and a half pounds, that signals to your body that it's making progress. Right. So that's why it's sustainable. Um, but at any rate, if you have four <laughs> days a week to work out, that fourth day could be strength or it could be uh, a hit type of workout. Yeah. Um, okay. Now moving on into more – Time availability for workouts. If you have five days a week to work out, then you'll want to start incorporating in some recovery-based work, right? Um, And we like to do lower-intensity workouts. Um, And we talked about this earlier. We talked about mobility sessions. We talked about yoga. We talked about endurance type type of stuff like running or biking or hiking, uh, walking, jogging—like literally any of those activities fall in this bucket. So if you have a fifth day to work out, this is where you can plug in one of those.
1: Yeah. And so I mean for some of you listening, you might think what how is running a lower intensity workout because running is hard. Yeah. Like <laughs> running's hard for us as well and like so it, we're not saying that it's not that this workout, this fifth day has to be um, just sitting and stretching. Like it can be something that's still challenging for you. It's okay to continue to challenge yourself up to 5 days a week, but running is still one of those movements where it's steady state. Your heart rate isn't necessarily going up and down or, and, and you're not really changing the movement pattern very much. So it really is just sort of this more consistent, slower. Yeah move that's a good point
0: because right now like a 5k for me would be extremely high strain yeah. but i was thinking in terms of someone who can run let's say you know a 10k might view running a couple miles as lower intensity exactly. work yeah um but yeah that's definitely that's definitely a really good point yeah
1: so depending on your your current like cardiovascular output and like what you like to do and what you're comfortable doing running may fall into a higher intensity category or a lower intensity category depending on where you fall
0: yeah definitely or higher
1: strain lower strain yeah
0: All right. Now, if you have six days a week to work out, um, we'd probably add one more recovery-based workout here as well Mm -hmm. uh, because, again, we don't like to cross that sort of more than four days of high-strain activity for most people. Um, And, yeah, so this is, again, another way we'd add in some mobility work or some lower intensity um, aerobic work in the form of cardio, I guess. Yeah. Um, So I guess... And and if you have seven days a week to work out, still across the board, we'd probably recommend at least one day of complete rest. Yeah. Right.
1: Or I mean, it doesn't mean like bed rest.
0: (laughs) You are (laughs) bedridden. You can do
1: your activities of daily living, like don't worry about, you know, vacuuming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But just not doing not necessarily forcing yourself to do an intentional workout. Quote unquote workout. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, now, as far as how this would be structured, um, here's a sample schedule. Um, and first of all, what we think is, you can work out back-to-back days, even high-strain days, because a lot of people ask us, like, can I strength train two days in a row? Like, if I can't separate them out into you know more recovery time, and we think that's totally fine. So, let's say you have six days a week to work out. How would you maximally? kind of structure your workouts and in an ideal world we'll probably say that Monday and Tuesday should be your strength training workouts. Wednesday should be lower intensity because it'll help the recovery process and help prepare you for Thursday and Friday to be your strength slash hit days and then Saturday we go back to lower intensity and then Sunday we rest and what happens there is that we're able to pair two days of high strain activity back to back Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. But in between those, we have lower intensity days as well as a rest period. So we're never working out on a high strain, high effort basis three days in a row. That's kind of how you can structure it. Now, of course, if your work schedule doesn't allow for this, you can configure this however you want, right? So you can do, you can break all the rules and go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, high strain, rest on Wednesday, do hit on saturday like you know you can structure it however you want but that would be in an ideal world not doing high strain more than two days in a row and making sure to sandwich in some lower intensity days so that it helps with recovery and also prepares you for the uh, higher strain efforts the next day
1: yeah definitely yeah i think that um with nutrition i remember when i was starting to get like deeper into nutrition like learning about nutrition the one of the biggest things that um some of the people who i really respect in that field would always talk about is that there are recommendations based on research, but research is done in a lab and we don't live in a lab. Yeah, (laughs) And so it's like, it's very, very important to discern like what is ideal, but who is that ideal for? Like, is it ideal for somebody who's just living in a lab and living this perfect, like perfectly planned out life? Or like, can I give myself some some space to say this is not, that's not my life. So I'm gonna take these recommendations with a grain of salt, like Jason said at the beginning and make them work for my particular situation. So always making sure you know that none of these recommendations mean that you should modify your whole life to make this work. It means Mm -hmm. that you can use these recommendations to fit them into your life.
0: Definitely. Um, Yeah, so we don't like to work out uh, three days in a row, ideally if possible. Um, And we like one day of complete rest. Um, You know, Other things that kind of factor into all this, like let's say you do have four days a week to work out, but you just know that your body isn't really in a position to handle four high-strain days of working out. Um, Something else that isn't necessarily working out but could over time lead to the ability to do four high-strain workouts in a week is considering all these other variables, right? And they're not sexy variables, but talking about hydration, sleep eating nutrient-dense foods, um, trying to manage your stress. You know, these are all things that play a really big role into how you recover, and the better that you can recover the more higher strain efforts that you can incorporate on a week-to-week basis, right? So it is something to really consider.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was first learning about steroids, like about why mm, yeah. athletes use steroids, I never understood, I always just thought they used them to get bigger, and it was just like, they were just building more muscle mass, and I remember, Jason, you were talking to me about how it's not necessarily, like, yes, steroids are going to help them get bigger, but the for the most beneficial... Part I'm not, not saying that you should take steroids, but just to preface this, <laughs> <laughs> but the most beneficial component for athletes who take steroids and the reason it's so enticing to them is because it, it enhances your ability to recover so much faster. Yeah. So they're able to do so much more work, which is how they're able to get so much bigger. So it's not even the fact or, or so much fitter. So it's not even necessarily the fact that like taking steroids just makes you this big muscle meathead. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's that you're able to sustain so much more work. And of course, we're not recommending doing steroids, but if there are more natural, more uh, healthy ways of going about increasing your ability to recover, then that's going to allow you to... Just do more work and get more fit and feel feel better. It would be so.
0: hilarious if this whole podcast we we're like, you know, do what fits your schedule and modify around. Take what we say with a grain of salt. And then at the end, we're like, but you need to take steroids. The, the only
1: way to do this is by taking steroids. I feel like we need a massive disclaimer yeah. at the of this
0: now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and, and with steroid use or, I mean, when, when we're talking about elite athletes who, like I was saying before, they kind of do live in a little bit of a perfect situation where, let's say, they can get a personal chef, they can get a personal trainer, and they can have massage therapists on hand and a medical team on hand. They have the ability to train high effort, high strain, multiple times per day. So if you think about, like, let's say, the, the most elite CrossFit athletes, like, We saw a day in the life of uh, Matt Matt (laughs) Frazier and he works out, it's like five, like an hour to two hour sessions per day.
1: It was outrageous. And like like, in between, he's foam rolling and then eating eating massive amounts of food.
0: (laughs) It's outrageous. And it's like, yeah, he's getting a whole weeks of workouts in one day and he's doing that. Five, six, seven days a week, but he's focusing so much time in his recovery and just making sure that the rest of his life is as stress-free as possible. And yeah, it's that like, was
1: the most interesting part is that is how much he focused on recovery, and that's the only way he could possibly sustain that kind of yeah workload. So it was super interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our kind of general gist of how we would structure things. So hopefully that helps you out, and hopefully you can kind of list out all the activities that you want to do on a piece of paper categorize them into higher strain or lower strain depending on you know what kind of shape you're in at this moment and then figure out how many days per week you can work out and then structure your day based upon some of the principles that we laid out so i think that's
1: about it i think that's about it yeah cool until next time
0: well you got we, we got to ask we got to solicit for reviews oh uh if you <laughs> enjoy this podcast please uh Oh, man. Now we're getting all screwed. We've been doing YouTube lately, and now there's, like, so many uh, requests, like, calls to action, basically. So, please. Oh, one
1: of them should be subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah.
0: Subscribe to our YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, you might as well do that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review here if possible. Just do all the things. Just be. Just be be cool. Just Just be cool cool and do all the things. Yeah, just be chill. And really
1: leave (laughs) us a review on iTunes because that really makes us happy. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. I think that's it.
1: All right. Until next time. Sweat out. Happiness in. Boop.